0: Welcome back to Class on Grass Podcast, Season 2, Episode 30.
1: Yes, so many changes right now. Um, honestly, like, the <laughs> <laughs> the in-the-studio in the excitement that we had last time I think was anticipation for this, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we have been, like, w- w- in a sense, we've been building up to this point for a year now, almost a mm-hmm. year. Um, we started with, you know, a little bad mic and then we moved up mics and then we got a camera and then we changed setups and blah blah and now it feels almost complete you know when you have someone in the background working like our producer wonderful Sutton back there (laughs) working changing the camera angles you know doing the business back there you know it just feels like it's it's a smooth running train so as you guys can see multiple camera angles throughout uh, today uh, which is going to be great, honestly. And mm-hmm. what a better way to start it than on possibly the biggest cha- change, scare, I don't know what to call story, it. I story, think, yeah, yeah, story in world football.
0: In the past, probably.
1: I don't know. I think in, since, in, our, in our... Since Leicester.
0: Yeah. How, how yeah. international it was. And I think probably because the one thing for me was people who... I know don't know anything about soccer were coming up to me and being like oh what about the Super League huh and I was like how like how do you know about this I thought it was just like inside the soccer world but it was basketball fans football fan well American football fans you know just random people coming up to me and wanted to talk about it and I I thought it was like insane Mm -hmm. it was cool but it was like for a bad reason you know
1: yeah I mean like like you said for a bad reason it was the biggest story since Leicester, but Leicester was obviously celebratory in most of the eyes of the world for almost the opposite reason of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, an underdog story, which this Super League, if you don't know, is trying to, in a sense, uh, make underdog stories much harder, if not impossible, in the sense of Leicester. Um, but yeah, like you said, people, um, people were coming up to me when I was eating lunch. People were coming up to me when I was walking through hallways, you know, like hey, what's this thing about the Super League? Like, what's Mm -hmm. going on here? Like, tell me more. Um, And it was just, it was so weird, like, to have all of these people knowing about it. I think it's definitely due to, I know you had reposted some, I had reposted some uh, Instagram stories, as did many soccer fans, football fans around the world, um, about the Super League. And overall, I think that the fans combated what, was going to take place extremely well. So could you just, like, explain to everyone, you know, like, mm-hmm. just for a little bit about what was going to happen with the Super League and why it would have changed football so much?
0: So it was pretty much the owners who are billion trillionaires of these big clubs, I think it would have been 20 in their proposal, would have broken off from their domestic leagues just being there. They would still be in it, what they wanted, and then they would also play in a Super League, which is no relegation, no promotion. They would just play each other midweek games, and there would really be no sense of intensity or anything because if you're not going to win anything, you're going to win a trophy for this Super League, but you're not going to get relegated or anything, Then, and you're playing the same teams every week when in the past, those big games against those big teams come around maybe three or four times a year. And that's why it's so special, but that would just be taken away. So it would get really boring. And then as well, all those smaller teams like in the Premier League, which is what we really focused on, like one, winning the title isn't going to mean anything if they would have left the Premier League, which was also like threatened. And at the same time, like soccer is for the Cinderella stories like Leicester. And that would have just been taken away and it would have been like, oh, a Newcastle-West Ham game would be, like, the biggest game of the weekend. And, like, that you don't really want to see that. You want to see the small teams beating the big teams, maybe making to the Champions League, winning the league against the big, uh, the Giants of football, and it really, that would have been all taken away. And none of the players or managers wanted that. It was all the owners, and it was all greed, so.
1: Agreed. And, and like, Oh, what what was his name again? I'm I'm blanking on it. The president of Real Madrid. I know Florentino, was, Perez. Yeah, Florentino Perez. Florentino um, Perez. He he was talking, and he's he's partially right on this point. He was talking about how it would be much better to see bigger teams playing more often. Your viewership, like for for a financial reason, yes, your viewership would be much higher mm-hmm. if you had those teams playing in the beginning. Yes. It would be so high; it would be like skyrocketed. But it's all like in relation to what else you can see. So if Leicester and West Ham were the two best teams in the world, they would be the most watched teams. And if that was the, the best level that you could get to, people would watch them the most and idolize them the most. Mm-hmm. But because... There are other teams that are better. People want to watch Barca and Real Madrid and and AC Milan and Arsenal. But what some of these clubs in the Super League didn't understand is that if they were in the bottom of the Super League, people wouldn't want to watch them. Yep. People would be watching the the big teams. So it would even take a hit on on those teams with their overall fan bases and stuff. And like you said again, community, um, um, grassroots football, and the the. Joy and connection that that football slash soccer brings out in the entire world is unmatched in any other sport, and it felt like that was trying to be taken away for money. UEFA is a very corrupt place, a very corrupt organization, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but they do give a lot back to grassroots football, to academies, to to places that don't make the money, but to, to allow people to experience the beautiful game. And this Super League would not only have been taking extra money, like, like, like giving extra money to all these owners, but it would be taking money away from these smaller teams and, and, and smaller organizations. And I just think it was a bit greedy and, and it was a bit unfair towards all of the clubs that maybe weren't in the top 20 in the world. Why was Ajax not selected? You know why? Mm-hmm. Some, there's some clubs out there where you're like, their history is so good yeah unbelievable why are they not selected
0: yeah if you're giving arsenal who are in 10th or whatever if you're giving them a spot why aren't you giving ajax who have won their league the past (laughs) however many years exactly you know get through to the champions league every year and why is that why are they not in it
1: then it's no longer a super league it's a money league
0: yeah more people watch arsenal than
1: ajax sure yeah is ajax better than arsenal i'd say if they played 10 times ajax would probably win more times yes so it's clearly not for the status or the status of how good you are. It's it's how much money and revenue you bring in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it was very corrupt. Luckily, the fans have all come together. There was tons of people speaking out. Pundits, teams, players. You know, the the actual teams didn't want to go into it. You know, it, no. it was just the owners. And so all of these pundits, teams, players, fans were speaking out. Tons of protests, um, and. In a sense, the English clubs entirely pulled out, which disbanded it, and it was, it's was it been suspended. Perez still thinks that they are going to find a way around it and create this Super League. There's also a conspiracy theory that he did this because in the contract there's a clause where if you pull out from the Super League after you sign, you have to pay Perez, and now he's going to have hundreds of millions and he can go buy Mbappe, possibly. <laughs> yeah. That that was one of the um, the... Uh, conspiracy theories about it. But overall, I think that fans are a lot happier right now with the situation that they're in. But the one thing that I would, you know, I I think I just want to give a little praise to Patrick Bamford. Uh, I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. you saw his interview. And after the the Leeds game, they were asking him what he thought of the, the response to this Super League madness. And he Said it's it's a shame that this can attract so much attention and get so many people fighting against it in such Out a in short protests, period of time. Yeah, protest. their stadium. Everyone trying to fight against it within a day, mm-hmm. and racism and, and that whole fight. It's taken how long? And it's like we've made oh, strides, but in football, it's still yeah, prevalent.
0: It's like oh, this player had racist comments in his Instagram post. Uh, you know stop racism and that's all they say exactly and then it happens again and they're like don't do anything and and then you see fans for this physically going out to their stadiums like literally protesting <laughs> you know doing whatever they can because it's the game that they love but at the same time there's still racism everywhere in the game um I mean most recently or I probably the biggest story would be the Slavia Prague mm-hmm. team um with Glenn Kamara on Rangers and yeah, people are like, oh, that's not okay, but they aren't doing any more than also commenting their support on an Instagram post for him. Yeah. While wow, like, that's not going to do anything, yeah. realistically.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's one of those things where it's it's hard to talk about because it's a it's very sensitive matter in all of football, but it needs to be talked about more, it needs to be fought more, and I just I wanted to, you know, give Patrick Bamford that thumbs up, you know, that little bit of... That's good that you're doing that. You know, mm. it it needs to happen more in football, and I think players speaking out about it really helps overall in that in that cause. Um, moving over to more Super League madness. A day into the Super League being formed, maybe less, maybe twenty hours. Jose Mourinho is sacked <laughs> for possibly we no one knows really, but uh, refusing to train with his team because of the Super League stuff. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this because I think he might have been like, I can either go out losing a cup final or I can go out a hero fighting against the Super League.
0: Uh (laughs) I don't think I that's true. I don't think he I think he loves a final and he had that track record of winning a trophy at every club he's been at. Yeah. And I don't think he would have given that up just because, oh, if I lose like he's still not gonna have a trophy either way, so why wouldn't he just try it? Yeah. Um, it is a bit unfortunate that he left, and then whatever a day or two later, it all collapsed, and they weren't even going to the, into the Super League. But, I mean, how much of it was his decision, and how much of it was, as we saw, pretty much every team, um, pretty much all the English teams have all their managers and players in their press conferences were like yeah we don't like it we don't want to yeah we don't want to be a part of it but we can't do anything because it's the owner's decision and i also saw um do you know the bundesliga system yeah the 50 the plus 50 one, and one 49. yeah it i think that's just a great idea and they should try and like as punishment almost but it would just be better for the game make every team across top five leagues or everywhere have to have that rule do you want to explain it more?
1: yeah, so essentially the all Bundesliga clubs in order to be a part of the Bundesliga are required to abide by the law of ownership, which is fifty plus one uh that's the short you know term for it and it means that fifty one percent of each club in the Bundesliga is owned by it it is called the fans, but it is a group of um I don't know how to describe them. Maybe shareholders in this in this fans union for each club. So they take into account what the fans have to say, fan votes, you know, things like that, and um, and that represents fifty one percent of the club's ownership, and forty nine percent can be owned by a a billionaire from you know wherever that's coming in to try to buy this club to make money. Although there are buying a football club is not the most profitable business. So, no. like, I don't understand why these owners were so focused on that. I mean, I think the, the motivation of buying a football club should be to, because you love football and you want to be on this roller coaster with your club. Obviously, Liverpool have doubled or have uh, increased by seven times in their worth since I don't know who bought them. But, you know, most of the time when you're buying a football club, it's not, it's, you're not making money. Um, unless like, like, I mean, I'd say, what do you think the numbers are? 90% as you go down the leagues. Um, but yeah, the, the Bundesliga ownership, um, rule, I think would be extremely helpful in the entirety of football because it allows decisions not to be made for economic, uh, status or, or financial status. But instead, for the greater good of the game, because I think that the only reason that this game is played and is still alive is because of the fans. So whatever the fans want is what should happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest thing was everyone knows and everyone has talked about how, like, oh, the owners don't actually care about the team and everything, and it's so disconnected. But here we saw it actually come into play, like, for real. And, I think with that system, that would take it out. Or as we saw, Ed Woodward um, resigned. He was with Manchester United. And I think definitely many others should resign. I don't know if they will because they have so much power. It's like, what are you going to do if I don't? Like, they have all the money for the club. Um, and I think the reason, well, at first it was Chelsea and Manchester City who uh, resigned or. I guess stepped back from the Super League and I think that wasn't as surprising to me because I know Abramovich their owner is has been with them for a long time and has built that team and got given them so many trophies and everything I wasn't surprised that he was the first one and then with Manchester City I know um, I think they're pretty connected with the team um, the Sheik and I think the amount of money they've put into it I don't think they would actually want to get in any trouble with that. And
1: I mean, if you think about how much money they've put into it. Oh, my God. They're not going to be making that back. like, no. like they don't the need Super to make League. that They don't much. need to make it back. Yeah. Sheik Mansur is, I mean, it's a whole other controversial topic of if he should even be allowed to do what he's done <laughs> with Manchester City. averaging
0: um, like, 400 million transfers transfer money like yeah. a year. <laughs>
1: yeah, literally it's like oh here's your check of 600 billion dollars yeah. for this season. I mean it's crazy. Um but yeah, I mean it's just i I I don't really know what else to say about it. It's just a it's an icky situation mm-hmm. that you know, I'm glad is is unfolding in the favor of the fans and and the players needs and wants. You know, the other thing that I think is important to add is that UEFA and FIFA came together for the first time in a very long time to um, stop this. And, and the, the regulations, and and not only regulations, but uh, consequences that they put into place were, I mean, extreme. Like, you, I mean, the English FA said that if you leave, you have to be put into the fifth division. And... Uh, FIFA said if you go into the Super League You won't be able to play for the, in the World Cup And, you know, even that alone If someone told me And I was playing in the Premier League That I couldn't play for my national team mm-hmm. I would leave mm-hmm. National team is the most honorable football um, You can play There is no greater honor than playing for a national team No matter how good your national team is No matter if you're in a small Caribbean island Or you play for Belgium It's all the same you are playing to represent your nation.
0: Your club is your job. Exactly. But your nation is like that's your pride. Exactly. That's why you play. Exactly. Um Yeah, I'm going to be very interesting if or interested if they ever give them any punishment because they're threatening all this and then once they all backed off they're like, Oh, uh, Exactly.
1: That's what I was about to say. Like They are- should,
0: I feel like, right?
1: Well, yeah, well, I don't know, because I don't want to see Arsenal and Tottenham and Chelsea and Man City, you know, Liverpool in the fifth division. I don't want to see them in the conference. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like that, I think that would be a bit overkill. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they were threatening fines of about $50 billion. Mm -hmm. Is that feasible? I'm not sure. They
0: have the money to...
1: They, They have money.
0: You know, or uh, yeah, or maybe give them like a transfer ban for five years or something. That
1: would, you know, that I think that would be extremely fair. You know, a, a, a longer transfer ban than what Chelsea had for mm-hmm. for that two years, but you know, five years is so significant because you lose everyone on your team who's in their prime, exits their prime mm-hmm. in those last in that last year or two. You know, and you unless you're a team with a ton of young talent. You have to make all of your talent from then on. You, have, your youth academy is like this is what we're doing now.
0: Which would be so cool to see because those clubs have the top youth they have academies, top youth. but they exactly. don't use it because they just pay for hundred million dollar players every year.
1: Exactly. And
0: I think that would just be really interesting to see, like how that happens. We saw it with Chelsea, Mason Mount, Tim, Tammy Abraham, especially in that one season where they couldn't buy anyone. They just shine mm-hmm. and they, you know he was probably, I think he was the leading goal scorer and then Mount um, we've seen actually just become Chelsea's best player this season and I think that would be interesting. I think maybe a points deduction Mm -hmm. Um, also whether that be like next season they start on minus 12 points or something or um, it's actually for this season which means West Ham would most likely um, get Champions League football. I know they're outside of it right now but I think, yeah, I'm going to be interested if it was all, like, a scare tactic or they're actually going to implement something. I think they should because, as um, Perez said, like, it's not going away. It's just um, whatever. They're rethinking. Yeah, they're, like, said. putting it off for right now. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I think definitely it will be back at some point in the next couple of years.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, here's what I have to say or or talk about the new Champions League format. Mm-hmm. Do you know what exactly? I I did some research on it. Do you know what's happening with that? I I, I, I can, read.
0: Yeah, I read something about it. Yeah. I know like the basics of it.
1: Exactly. So essentially, for all of you out there who don't really know, UEFA was planning on revamping the Champions League anyway, and um and the Super League came in maybe partially because of that. You know, in in a time mm-hmm. of change anyway. And Ilkay Gundogan has come out and said, is anyone thinking about us players? The new Champions League format is no better. It's just the lesser of the evil. It's still evil. So what I... I, I have to explain. I didn't have to explain it first. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to talk about like what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know, they're changing it from 32 to 36 teams. Um, so just expanding it a little bit more. And it's going to be a 36-team table where... One through eighteen, or is it four? It's either one through fourteen or one through eighteen. There's ten group stage games. You only play ten of the thirty six teams, and yeah. one places one through fourteen or eighteen get get to automatically. I think, or it's one through twelve. Yeah, I
0: think twelve. Yeah.
1: Yeah, one through twelve get to go automatically into the knockout stages. Twelve through twenty eight, or twenty four. One of those has to do a playoff for the rest, the remaining four, of the knockout stages, and the rest get dropped. Mm
0: -hmm. So, Well, isn't there a part like, yeah, the bottom, the very bottom, don't get anything, they're just out, and then maybe next up, Europa League, right? Yeah, something
1: like that. So, it it seems, you know, it will be changing. Here's the one thing. It'll be entertaining, I have to tell you that. It will be entertaining. Yeah, I'm not
0: opposed to it because... Teams can earn their right to play exactly. in it. It's not like, oh, you're rich. It will you're be
1: young. very entertaining because there's gonna be a playoff before we even get into the knockout stage. Yes. Yeah. That will be cool. The problem that lies with this is players can't do it.
0: Yeah, it's adding it's adding what, I think twenty. Max
1: it was max eight. <laughs> yeah. If you won the Champions League, now it's like twenty five or twenty eight games. Yeah. You're adding so many games.
0: Yeah, players that's are gonna get injured, players thing... are gonna get
1: fatigued, like I don't know how they're gonna do it
0: yeah that's the one thing i don't know i maybe champions league teams can't play in domestic cups maybe like yeah. so like whatever man city all those teams can't play in the fa cup or Carabao cup but then that takes away winning a quadruple or a whatever like mm. they can only win champions league or premier league yeah but that's an extra more than half a season of soccer in the same season as yeah. you're Uh, domestic league, so I don't know.
1: I'm okay if they take away the League Cup. I think the FA Cup needs to Mm -hmm. stay because the FA Cup's just so classic. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Change happens, and change is hard, and change is often one of the things that a lot of people in big organizations or communities don't want, you know? Um, But again, I can see why this is going to help. Uh, Everyone likes playoffs. Everyone likes, you know... I mean, if, if you're trying to tell me, anyone can message me about this. If you're actually trying to tell me that you don't enjoy promotion playoffs uh, in the championship, yeah. I think that that's crazy. I think that promotion playoffs are one of the coolest things because it I, yeah, gives I mean, an opportunity to teams that aren't quite as good as the team that might deserve it more to, to outplay them for a spot to go up. In the next league, so it's again, it's kind of like we were talking about how football is all about giving extra people opportunities. It's giving extra opportunities to those teams that were good, but not quite as good as you know maybe that third place team, and there's still automatic promotion Mm -hmm. in the in the championship. You know, there's also a playoff. Just like there'll be still automatic promotion into that knockout stage, but then there'll be a playoff for those remaining teams, which I think is going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, it's not even just opportunity; it's also money. Yeah. So if a small club wins in the playoffs to get to the Premier League, mm-hmm. they also get one a bonus of like a hundred million plus then all the TV and all the other money that comes in with it with the Premier League compared to the championship. It's just a huge jump financially for those smaller teams. So like it's just that's why the football pyramid is so great is because I mean like that's how it works. Like yeah you play well, then you can get that big payout. Mm-hmm if you don't play well then you drop down and exactly. it's like all about the fans and the team and their performance not how much money you have.
1: I mean, tell me right now how Brighton 6 years ago in League 1 could look and say in 6 years we're going to own the Amex Stadium. <laughs> the Amex Stadium is one of the best stadiums in the Premier League.
0: You know? For for like it looks the nicest I think. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for look, I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: I mean it's obviously not history
0: Yeah, and it's not like huge, but Yeah,
1: but it looks sick. Mm-hmm. Um so like, it'll just it it'll give smaller teams opportunities. Like uh, Gary Neville said in his interview, not opposed to having money in football, but when money is closed off for strictly the best teams and best owners, that's when there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is kind of our summary on the Super League. We have to move on. Um, we did say... Uh, this past week when the Super League was happening, we were like, well, if the Super League does go through, we might just become an all-MLS podcast.
0: Yeah, there's no (laughs) point in watching anything in Europe if all those teams are gone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But
1: that's probably not going to happen. Although, this summer, we will be having an all-MLS podcast as there's no Premier League or European football. So for those of you MLS fans out there, look forward to that. And, you know, that's kind of where we're going to segue right now, you know, as, as the MLS season has kicked off. Um, we have, uh, we're, I think we're going to mostly focus on Minnesota United as it's our home team, um, even though we've been denied press box seats, <laughs> 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 which I'm extremely disappointed about. If Minnesota United's listening right now, please fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping that their uh, director gets back to us.
0: Maybe and- they're just angry that we lost. 4-0 in our opening game that
1: you see that's the thing and they're like well adding class on grass media will maybe not <laughs> improve no, not
0: right the team's performances they know how critical we are <laughs> besides Dotson <laughs>
1: but but well is that a good place to start I don't like Hassani Dotson up in that position at left wing
0: yeah so exactly as I was, <laughs> as I was watching I was like God, he really isn't playing well. He was
1: like Mesut Ozil but, at Arsenal. But that's not later, his, posi- his
0: position. His yeah. position. Even though we joke, he could literally play any position, which we- he can. But.
1: But he can't play left wing.
0: <laughs> when Robin Lud and Ethan Finley are up top with you, you really aren't getting a lot of firepower up there. So I'd say, like in that game, the only two players who I thought. Who did not disappoint I'm me. I'm going to agree with you on this yeah, one. Yeah, who did not disappoint me or underperform was Reynoso and Michael Boxall. Michael is a beast. Wow, what, what a, a performance.
1: Genius. Even though he lost 4-0, what a genius. Brent Coleman
0: was l- f- laying on the floor, flopping <laughs> everywhere. and
1: Brent Coleman, dude, I love the guy. He is a great guy. He's a
0: legend at the club, but not Le- an MLS. Legend
1: of the club from NASL. Yeah. He came from the academy that I'm at right now. You know, He's from Minnesota. He is not cutting it at the MLS. I'm sorry, he's not cutting it. And mm-hmm. you know, he I I just I don't see him able to be our starter.
0: He had good moments in the oh first my half, gosh yes he had great but then moments. The second half was complete. I don't know if it was opposite. stamina
1: or something. There's just something about his performances where it's just like
0: almost, almost. It's there. it's yeah. so
1: close. It's he's he's there but, but he's then, not. He's he's climbing but he's not level, quite there.
0: He'll make a mistake and then we'll lose the game because of it. And it's like well yeah. You know, Opara won't do that. Debassi, well, Opara
1: is never going to come back to football. Yeah. Like, what's going mo- on he there? He most
0: likely won't. It's concussion stuff. And I don't know if he'll ever, like, I think he might just retire probably.
1: Yeah. Didn't he have some, like, mental health stuff going on as well?
0: Yeah. It was, like, they've kept it really secret. Um, yeah. But then Debassi also has a thigh injury. Yeah. Debassy.
1: when when Debassi gets back, um, I'll be excited to see, you know, what, uh, what he, and, and we already know what he can do, but just mm. how he adds to this team. Yeah. He isn't a natural center back, which is the one thing that I complain about. I don't know why we signed him when he's a natural right back and we already have Roman yeah. at right. You know, like, we don't need another right back other than Metonier. He's great. Like, we need a backup, but DeBasio's not a backup. He came from league
0: Dotson's our backup. Exactly. Like, really. Exactly. <laughs> that shows it. He's He started with the left wing. Yeah. When Metonier gets injured, which he does every season for yeah. a little bit, Dotson slides in there and does perfectly well, and then yeah. he s- sits in center defensive mid and, you know, like – I think we are a little short on defense. Defense and wingers.
1: This is what I'm yes. saying. So we have... if When DeBossi gets back, we, we will have an okay center back pairing. Actually, not an okay. We'll have a really good one. We have good outside backs. Near. I, I like Chase Gasper as well. I think he's a good player. Good laddie. Hard, hardworking. You know? He is a hard worker. Yeah. Um, and so... I'm fine with our outside backs. Our midfield looks great. Will Trapp did not have a good performance, but that does not mean he's a bad player. He's a good player. I think and he's, gonna be he's
0: very much a possession player, yeah. and we had no possession that game. So exactly. I feel like when, especially tonight, we're recording before the Real Salt Lake game, I think we'll have a lot more possession. We're at home, and I think he might play a lot better. I, th- I think he will play a lot better. Hopefully. Yeah,
1: exactly. So th- that'll be great. Um, we have... Ozzie Alonso on the bench, uh, who can sub on? Who's you know a good replacement? He's just solid, for like Will Trap. Yes. Yeah. Right. Now, so in the middle, no questions asked. Best player on the team. Yeah. Um, Roman Abila, is that how you say it? Abila? Abila. Abila. Yeah. I don't. I don't know exactly, but although he missed those two shots when he got subbed in, he's going to be so good. He's going to be. Incredible. Well,
0: just the chemistry. Between, yeah, you saw it. You yeah, could see it already. The, yeah, as soon as I think it was like seconds after he came on, Reynoso he ran turn. on. Reynoso got the ball crossed it in, and they got a shot. Like yeah. without he didn't even look up. He just crossed it, in, and he was there. And exactly. Also, we're rumored to get another uh, Argentine winger. Yeah. And from Boca Juniors, I think, and uh, three Boca Juniors.
1: We're we're turning into a top. Boca Juniors league on the team.
0: we're, we're turning into. Wolves of the Premier League, but of MLS, we're gonna have all an, a full Argentina team by the time Reynoso's gone.
1: The thing, the thing that I like, th- the one thing that I don't understand. Why did we sign this Hunu guy? I don't know how to pronounce H U N O U. He is a great player. Mm-hmm. He apparently was a superstar at Stade René, um, in Liga, and scored a lot of really important goals for them. But why do we need to sign another striker? We literally just signed this guy from Boca Juniors. It doesn't make any sense to me. We don't need another striker. Robin Laud can also play up top. We have three world-class strikers right now. Robin Laud actually is world-class because he's finishing inside the box. Like Inside the box, yeah. Scratch everything else. Inside the box, he will he will not miss.
0: Even though he did. Yeah, he
1: did. There was that one. I was. There's like, two. That was, a bit, that was a bit close. There's two. <laughs>
0: he hit the post on one, and then he just missed wide on another opportunity, which last year he did put in, so... And no one really played well yeah. in the game, so I, I will let him off the hook. But I wouldn't, I'm not very pleased with seeing him starting up top every game. Do you want to see him start? It's hard because the only uh, possibility he will get those chances in the box is if he plays striker. Mm-hmm. But I think bringing in Bila and the new French guy, I feel like, they have to start above him. and Of
1: course. I mean, they are more qualified.
0: Yeah, and I think they have more to their game than just, oh, they can finish inside the box. Exactly. I think it.
1: Abila will have really good hold-up play. Yeah. And Adrian Heath loves a bit of hold-up play. You know, Angelo That's why he Rodriguez. signed Angelo, but he, was he, not, he, he was, did not he, do very good on the no. hold-up side. Like, well, he did all right, but he just wasn't that good. I don't
0: us. think he really played like a hold-up striker no, because he – I feel like all I remember is just him running – running behind but he's a huge guy so he can't really get there
1: yeah exactly i don't know but um you know our spine if we get Devasi back will be good i i think we need wingers if we can get this argentine winger that'll be really clutch Mm -hmm. and then we need another center back we have this like cadence montgomery is that his name
0: montgomery yeah wait The
1: center back from canada that we just uh super drafted
0: yeah wait yeah that sounds familiar
1: yeah so he is a center back which is good. We drafted him. I don't remember what school he was at, but he uh, he came in uh, from the MLS Super Draft. And, um, I can look it up. Yeah. and Well, he also has chemistry with Dane because he's on the Canadian national team for under 23. Um, and, yeah, he should be good playing at that center back position if he can get a few minutes in here and there. Um, yeah, other than that, like... McMaster? No, no, McMaster was a different one.
0: Um, O'Hearn? No. Kibunguchi, No. That's how we drafted, I No, think. no,
1: I swear, this guy, got, uh, I gotta look at my my app that shows me United's lineup.
0: But McMaster also, um, he had a lot of goals in the preseason from what I saw um, of that coverage. So I think him, and then we have uh Tim Weah, who I think... Not Tim. Or not Tim. Patrick. Patrick. Uh coming like 27 in
1: 27 years old yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe not 18 or whatever they say but uh those two coming in at attack i think will be similar to like mason toy who they're young uh and they could like toy did come in and make a big impact and maybe take that starting spot as well yeah which will be interesting
1: i think he was so i think he was picked by someone else and then traded to us traded maybe. okay um his name is kellen montgomery uh, six foot three center back, twenty three years old, on the Canadian U twenty three team. So he could be really good um, if you know he can slide in there when Devassy's hurt. Uh, it honestly just depends on how he performs. I'm not comfortable with Brent starting even. <laughs> even
0: I don't think he's comfortable <laughs> starting. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs>
1: well, I feel bad for him because he works so hard. Yeah. He works so hard. And he
0: had a good first half. Dude, he it's, he it's made, just consistency. He just made a couple mistakes. But here's the other thing. Half. In the
1: first half, it was much more even. You know, like in the second half, they were just pummeling us with chances. He and could then not keep up. they scored
0: up. probably goal of the season already.
1: Oh my god, that goal what was incredible.
0: So, um, on, played it out wide, cross, cut back to the top of the box. It's bouncing. The guy flicks it up into the air off a of bounce. And then just volleys it perfectly, swerving away from Dane into the corner. I mean, that's like FIFA, you know.
1: I couldn't even do that on FIFA.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> it was an incredible goal. Like you see that on like freestylers or on Instagram, like
1: the F two do that. Didn't yeah, they? yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's that that goal. I'm not mad about. The next three, I was disappointed mm. beyond, beyond disappointed about, you know, it's just, it's simple mistakes. And it's it like very, mark your man, mark very your man. easy goals, yeah. Just, just stay on your man. He's running behind you. Just stay on him. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't seem to do that. And,
0: and Dane saved a penalty, which I just yeah, forgot.
1: Dane <laughs> saved a pen. Like, they could have had five. Yeah. Five nil in our opening day, and we're supposed to be power ranked at five. Yeah, number five.
0: We were power ranked at five um, for the MLS coming into the game, and now we're at ten, I think.
1: You know how much we dropped after one game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Well, hopefully, did you see Real Salt Lake's first game? I don't know. No, I did not. So, I mean, they've never been. This is
1: a blank. This this is a blank slate for us. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna say this is our first game. Yeah, (laughs) we're scratching the last one. And. Hopefully at home, which we are—we've always been a very good home team and a very bad away team. So hopefully we can. Yeah, but we're
1: a good home team. We have our amazing twenty-two thousand fans True. packing Allianz. True. True. I mean, yeah. our fans are unbelievable. Yeah. We don't have that right now.
0: No. And well, roll we did, the vaccines we didn't, out. We didn't last season, and we, we still. Went to the quarterfinals. Maybe it's so. something about the semifinals. You,
1: know, you, know, you know there's the a turf. rock. You know they touch the rock. Yeah, the, the rock. What, what is the rock? Do I you know what the rock is? I don't know what the rock is. <laughs> 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 they touch this. Like, when, when the players walk out of yeah. the tunnel, there's this rock in in the middle of the tunnel. And they all touch it when they Doesn't, walk out.
0: Doesn't, like, Schalke have that?
1: Yeah, Schalke has that. We're the coal miners. Club, so, a club
0: built on coal miners. Yeah, I don't know why we have. I feel like we're like, oh, that's cool. Let, let's put a rock <laughs> in there and... Makes zero sense, but... Signed, Matthew Hoppy's brother.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, there is... Every club has their thing, you know. At Anfield, they touch the You'll Never Walk Alone sign sign above the stairwell. You know, everywhere has their own thing. It's just such a
0: weird Ours is Wonderwall, though.
1: Yeah, why do we have The Rock?
0: (laughs) The Rock is unnecessary.
1: (laughs) Do you want to just leave it at that for today? The Rock is unnecessary. What time
0: do we have, Suddy?
1: Well, you guys have been talking for thirty-eight minutes. So. Yeah, I
0: think that's all good. Yeah. Um, prediction for the game tonight.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: also, Abila is injured. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah. So
1: I was about to say Abila with the goal, yeah, and then yeah. I realized. Um. One-one. Reynoso with a goal.
0: Um. One-zero. To us. To us. A Jan Gregoosh 40-yard just bullet.
1: You know, I'd love to see that. Um, he tries
0: about 10 of them a game. And oh,
1: yeah, all the time. It has to go in. <laughs> in <but> it must. <laughs> the so, 150th one has to go in.
0: I think, I'm think i saying like 90 plus 10 minutes. Oh, my he just, goodness. He just rips one from, from half and <laughs> just goes in.
1: If he does that, I will run and jump into the creek Okay. outside the studio. Deal? Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you guys. uh, Well, next weekend we're going to be on the Zoom, so it's going to be a bit Mm -hmm. before we're back in here. But, um, yeah, hopefully uh, your guys' weeks are going to go well. They have been going well. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.